Hello everyone, and welcome to Sound of Play 260, the Shovel Knight Special. Wednesday on Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from many video game soundtracks that we've enjoyed over the decades. Joining me, Josh, in this glorious special Sound of Play on Shovel Knight is John Salmon. Hooray! Hi. Uh, this one's been a long time in the making, I think. Yes, yes. Um, so for anyone who is not in the know... Shovel Knight is a 2D platformer developed by Yacht Club Games, uh, released in 2014. But we are not just talking about the original Shovel Knight's music. We're talking about everything that was included in the Treasure Trove collection. So that's Plague of Shadows, Spectre of Torment, and of course, um, last but not least, um, The King of Cards. And I, I think I, I speak for John here as well when I say that carving this down to just a small selection of tracks uh, was incredibly difficult um, because um, for my money, um, Shovel Knight um, and the, the greater kind of Treasure Trove collection is one of my favourite 
uh, soundtracks in video games full stop. We will not have all of your favorites in this special. Um, if if there's there's one missing um, from your own personal list of favorites, I can only apologize because I agree with you. It is amazing. It, it's one of those soundtracks where, honestly, it is wall-to-wall gold um, from start to finish. I, I would encourage everyone, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you have no familiarity with Shovel Knight and you love the music that you hear today, I would encourage you to seek out the soundtracks on whatever streaming app or... Um, you know, purchase it or you do whatever, like, um, because it's just, uh, even in its own right, even separate and apart from the games, I think the soundtracks are amazing. So j- just to give credit where credit's due, um, uh, the uh, composer for um, Shovel Knight is Jake Kaufman. He is assisted by Manami uh, Matsume, who uh, worked on the original Mega Man games on certain tracks in the original game. Um, but we'll we'll name we'll name check her um, when um, when she appears on certain tracks. The track that you just listened to. In the opening is the main theme for Shovel Knight, the original campaign, Shovel of Hope, um, that plays over the title sequence. I think it's a great piece of music that kind of immediately establishes the kind of uh, swashbuckling tone of the game, the adventurous tone. Um, And it's... for me, like th- this is true of the whole soundtrack, but this piece of music is great running music because it's so motivational. Um, like I will just put this on when I go out for a jog, and it will just and I I do that. I am one of those people who ends up running in beat, you know, in time with whatever music that I'm listening to, and this is perfect because it's pacey enough where um, I I do actually burn some calories, but not. So so pacey that I end up dead within the first 10 minutes of the run. But I, I, I love this piece of music. John, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I have a suspicion that you've somehow managed to get hold of my notes because that's very similar <laughs> to what I was going to say. I've literally written here. It sets the tone extremely well, lets you know it's going to be an upbeat action game. It's a lot of fun. It's very energetic and varied. I'm uh, slightly disappointed in myself to have to admit that I don't do any running or any sort of uh, you know gym-like activities, but I can imagine that if you did, or probably if you do, seeing as I'm more likely one of the 5% of people that doesn't do any of that stuff, um, I think anything off the soundtrack, certainly anything we're going to play today, maybe with a, a couple of exceptions of some of the pieces that are literally called waltzers, everything is absolutely perfect, sort of energetic workout-style music. And yeah, the main theme... Uh, you've said it, I've already said it, it just sets everything so perfectly. You boot the game up, uh, you get that really nice little Yacht Club Games jingle in the same, exactly the same sort of style, and then it just goes straight into this while it's on the title screen. And I must have heard the opening maybe 15 or so seconds of this song so, so, so many times, because I've the amount of time I've spent with Shovel Knight in you know totality is probably pushing something like 200 hours across all the campaigns and I still booted up constantly I mean we did the uh, the show about the DLC god when did we record that a few weeks ago three weeks ago That's maybe a while ago now yeah yeah um but I've gone back to the game multiple times since then I was playing it uh today yesterday the day before just polishing off some more bits on the King Knight campaign so yeah you hear that main theme and 
you'd think after hearing the opening part of it multiple multiple times it would start to get boring but it's it's almost like a triumphant fanfare of here you go this is this is the endorphins that your brain has been looking for this is this is going to get you going for for the game yeah fantastic speaking speaking of tracks that get you going and motivate you um the next track that we're going to play is strike the earth um from the original uh shovel of hope campaign john what are your thoughts mm. on strike the earth well i think this was when we were talking about what uh you know what the track listing for this was going to be i think the input that i gave you was a list of maybe seven or eight that i definitely wanted to have included that you know i wouldn't hear an argument against and you said the same thing for a handful of others and strike the earth is always the one that comes into my mind as this is this is the secondary main theme to shovel nut i mean this is the yeah yeah it's the the soundtrack that it plays over the first level of the game which i can't remember exactly how shovel knight starts but i don't think there's any i mean there's an introduction to the game with a, a bit of storyline but then i think it just dumps you straight into this level of the planes you don't go to the world map you don't go to the the hub uh village section or anything it just puts you straight into the planes and lets you get on with it and this track is not particularly long. It's only just under four minutes in total, and I believe in that time it probably loops round a couple of times. So you play through this first level, and especially if it's the very first time you've you've started playing the game, you're going to be on this level for a good amount of time, so you're going to hear this song repeating over and over and over. And like the main theme, you might think, oh, this is going to get a bit tiresome, but of course it doesn't, because it's like everything else. is an absolute banger of a track. And yeah, it it sets up the the game in exactly the same way. I've got in my notes again, sort of solid first impression, very fast paced, very adventurous. Just at this point, you don't really know that much about the story and what's going on. You're just a cool little guy hitting bugs with a, a sword, a sword, uh, a shovel, <laughs> and it just it fits so perfectly for for what it is. Uh, I love all of the songs in this equally, and this one is it's. It's not as complex as a lot of them. We'll talk later about other tracks that have sort of multiple parts and even to the extent of sort of dueling parts back and forwards. And lots of it sounds like it's sort of electronica or, or rock music that's been digitized and turned back into chip tunes. It's, it really strikes me as um, being something that you could hear a band like Carpenter Brew or Perturbator play, but then turned back into chip tunes. This one isn't quite as complex as a lot of the later ones but it still fits it's it's mold absolutely perfectly uh, yeah I, I i agree with everything you said i i will just add that i think strike the earth is the track that i most associate with shovel knight himself like this to me even though he has the main theme and all of that stuff to me like because this level is like your introduction to this character and his unique or his or hers i should say um unique um move set i i just my brain has basically stamped this piece of music to that character and i and i do think it contributes a lot to to how good a first impression this game makes i i i, I genuinely think the first level of shovel knight is like up there in the in the pantheon of like gr like really great first levels that do a really you know excellent job of like tutorializing all the the system and mechanics that you're going to play with in later stages and and kind of introducing the kind of tone and feel of the game and strike the earth is part of that like right from the off it's gonna it's it's making a statement it's saying like 
music matters um, in this this game. Like we are not, you know, this is not background tunes to to add a bit of you know tonal tonal flavor to the the scenes this is front and center it's going to grab you by the collar and you're going to pay attention to it um yeah and i and i love it so this is strike the earth from shovel knight shovel of hope
we're slowing down a bit now um, with the track uh, Starlit Wilds. Um, this is the first instance where we hear a motif that gets repeated in a couple of uh, different ways in later tracks. In fact, we're going to um, uh, demonstrate one of those uh, different variations with a later selection. Uh, but this one is the more hopeful, optimistic take on this motif as like a, a piece that kind of feels like it's like the, um, the palate cleanser in between um, uh, the uh, the boss theme stages, like this is the track that kind of resets you after um, the the drama and the high intensity of the the boss theme that you will have just escaped from after um, um, immediately before this. I I love it for that. I love it, and I love the visuals that it's paired with as well of like shovel night by the campfire, just relaxing. Um, I don't think he actually does this, but I always picture him with marshmallows or something like that. I don't think that's actually in the game. It's just my own head filling in the gaps. Um, but um, yeah, I I I think as a kind of in between like in between meals like this this music is great at like cleaning the palate and calming you down a bit before you go straight into the next intense piece of music so this is starlet wilds from shovel knight shovel of hope <laughs> put a gun to my head and asked me Josh what is your favorite piece of Shovel Knight music full stop this would be my answer um, La Danse Macabre which is the track that plays over Spectre Knight stage is just a magnificent piece of work I like how it manages to evoke the creepy hor horror in inverted commas tone of Spectre Knight stage, while also being very much structured like a cool pop song. Um, and it reminds me, and as much as I, I hate to bring, bring uh, Michael Jackson up, 
because of recent revelations. But just as a point of comparison, it really does remind me of Thriller in that that song kind of um, takes like musical um, cues from horror um, inspired, you know, soundtracks and stuff like that while um, placing it within this kind of more upbeat, more energetic, more poppy structure. Um, and I can listen to this over and over again and never get bored of it. It's I just and every remix of it um, that I hear in late, it's it's invariably one of my favorites on the 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 kind of remix soundtracks of the DLCs. It's just and whenever it appears in Spectre Knight's own campaign as well, um, whatever like you know little motif that they inject in there every once in a while from this track. Um, it uh, yeah, it's it, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I I genuinely think this is like Jake Jake Hoffman's best work. I think it's amazing.
within the world of Shovel Knight, there are these hub areas um, where you find shopkeepers, people who upgrade your health. Uh, they all have their own, like each area doesn't have just like a, this is the village theme. They all have their own kind of unique uh, theme um, unto themselves. Uh, but not only that, um, there are uh, different versions of the same theme based on what location you are within the village or town. So if you're outside, it's a slightly different arrangement. If you're inside the interior of a building, it's a slightly different arrangement. I believe there's even slightly different arrangements if you're in a just a particular shopkeeper's area, which are just like, I love that attention to detail of just like using the same melody, but just a slight shifted arrangement kind of creates a different tone. My personal favorite is No Weapons Here, which plays in the first village. Um, uh, send send all uh, corrections to uh, Rat, uh, Ratso Albion on Twitter. Um, and I believe it's the first area of uh, Shovel Knight. Um, and we we are just using the uh, the version of the theme that um, plays when you're outside and the exterior part of the village. But I really do recommend kind of going on Spotify and listening to all the different variations of this because I just love the way that they've uh, reworked it. And um, obviously, it's at, at its best when in the context of the game where you get to hear that that uh, that interplay. Um, mm. But just as a piece of like like the best hub music, the best save room music, communicate uh, a feeling of calm and safety, um, and that's what this one does. Like it's still optimistic, but it's a little less high in energy. It's a little less urgent, um, and it just projects this feeling of. Uh, you're among friends. You're among allies here, and you don't need to. You don't need to worry. Mm. And the other side of that is you're also the the sort of the hero coming into the village. And for me, listening to this again this afternoon, it had sort of notes of something like uh, that heroic Zelda music, which I guess is pretty suitable because uh, the village stage to me is it reminded me a huge amount of the villagers in Zelda Two, which I'm sure your mileage on that game varies, Josh. But uh, it, it it feels very similar, you know, albeit in a way that's, what, 25 plus years beyond the limitations of Zelda 2. But there's there's some really cool little things that go on in the village. And as you say, the music's kind of diegetic and changes and there's mini games and things. And there's a the, in the original Shovel Knight campaign, there's a bard in the village who you bring collectible music sheets to. And he then plays the plays the song. So really, you can run around the village with pretty much any music from the game that you want playing in the background. But yeah, this this piece just fits so perfectly, as with everything else.
believe this is the only track that we've selected with Manami Matsume um, as the co-composer on. This is Flowers of Antimony, um, which is the track that plays against uh, Plague Knight stage. Um, and we'll hear a slightly uh, remixed, adjusted version of this melody in a later track that we've selected. I love that this communicates the chaos of Plague Knight and his stage so acutely. So to to tracks like um, Spectre Knights, to um, Propeller Knights, to many of the more kind of noble knights from the Order of No Quarter, there's just like a very kind of traditional kind of poppy structure um, or groovy or whatever you want to say. You know what I mean, like very kind of uh, mainstream melody approach to the, the, the structure of the music. This feels much more chaotic and anarchic in a way that so fits the character. Uh, I, I don't find this, this particular track... Uh, works as well for me in terms of like just listening to it as a piece of music but in the context of the game itself i think it works brilliantly yeah i mean what you say about the structure i've noticed that with a load of the songs listening back to them it almost follows a like a pop or a rock song structure of uh, you know sort of verse chorus verse maybe a solo go back to the chorus and then kind of a finisher on the end of it but at the explodatorium theme here it's more kind of experimental and sounds a bit more uh i don't know what the what the right way to describe it it's sort of fraught or panicked and then it's got this um this backbone behind it that's like a, a, a musical scale ascending and descending which fits in nicely because there's a lot of points in the stage where you've got sort of plumes of flame going up into the into the air and then going back down and there's a lot of cauldrons with lids that blast off and come back down so the whole sort of uh progressive ascending descending thing just fits in perfectly with uh, what's actually going on and what you're doing in the game
Okay, so what you said before about uh, if someone forced you to choose a theme, uh, you'd go with the Spectre Night stage. I think this is probably the track that I would have picked, certainly when there was just the original game and that was all that I knew of it. Um, I absolutely adore this music. It's so just earwormy and hummable and it's... I remember a lot of the tracks from Shovel Knight very specifically, but a lot of them, they blend together and there's bits and pieces from each of them that in some ways you can sort of chop them up and put bits and pieces together and, and build new music out of it or build a, a new track out of it. But the the music here for um, Propeller Knights, I can just, I could do the entire song in my head, almost perfectly go through it. It's, it's that ingrained. Um, and it, it, like with multiple of the other songs that we've mentioned, it sounds, it evokes a feeling that you get from playing the level. I mean, it sounds like somebody soaring or gliding. It's, it sort of gives you, it might be like, you know, the music that you'd hear while you're flying with a wingsuit in a, in a different game or something like that. It's just, again, I, I keep saying it and it, it's being so hyperbolic about it, but it's just perfect for, for what it's trying to, trying to evoke in you and trying to get at. And, you know, for, for how you, how the level looks and feels and how the boss at the end of it, propeller night, sort of acts uh it's got the little flourishes that fit in with his character of being what's the right way to describe it he's sort of suave and he's he's like a jewelist he's, 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 he's quite pompous mm, yeah. i would say yeah 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 it's it sounds like something that he would have written about himself and that's i yeah. think <laughs> i think that's exactly what you need for this sort of thing i agree with much of what you you've said already um i i just like, like to reiterate i think the thing that it does most effectively for me is just creating that feeling of soaring through the air, just like uh, you are flying and, and floating dangerously above, uh, you know, like the skies. And, and like this stage is notorious amongst Shovel Knight fans, even though it's well loved. It's uh, it's it's a stage where there's a lot of instant deaths from just falling off the edge of the world. I do think the track does a good job of kind of evoking that kind of that like oh my god like uh this is beautiful but also i could die <laughs> so um i like that it kind of manages to strike that kind of awe and tension at the same at the same in the same vein
mentioned with Scarlet Wilds that that was the first instance of a particular motif. That motif is most associated with Shield Knight, um, Shovel Knight's compa- uh, companion, who um, he lost at some point and will rediscover later on. But this track is called The Requiem of Shield Knight, um, which plays over dream sequences that Shovel Knight has um, about trying to catch Shield Knight while fending off enemies. Sometimes that I think the first instance, it's literally just catch Shield Knight. But Mm. then later on, they ramp up the difficulty by um, introducing enemies that you've faced in stages that you've conquered. Uh, I think this is really effective. I think this is the when this first shows up. This is the first instance where I think Shovel Knight kind of shows its hand a little bit about like, yeah, actually, we do have an emotional core to this. Like, there is like something more under the surface. And this is part of the reason why I feel like Shovel Knight kind of stand stands above um, many kind of attempts to. Uh, you know, grab on people's nostalgia and, you know, evoke kind of more 8-bit, 16-bit games is because they just go that little step beyond. And part of that for me is like actually injecting emotionality, if that's a word, probably not a word, but that's the one I came to mind into, into, into the proceedings. And the first time this music plays and you realize it, okay, they're really going to go for this this relationship between the two characters i think it's really effective and this this is uh mentioned before it's it's very very similar to the the just sleeping dreaming by the campfire music campfire music Uh, i find it uh, quite incredible that you can have a a song that on one hand is very chilled out and groovy and dreamy but then as you get the um the little motif with shield knight falling and whether or not you just have to sort of get in position and catch catch them or you know whether you've got 15 20 seconds of enemies to deal with beforehand uh, i find it amazing that they can also make something uh sound that sort of frenetic and uh stressful out of something that two seconds before was was just very sort of lucid dreaming so this is the requiem of shield knight from shovel knight shovel of hope
So we're picking the energy uh, back up again now with fighting with all our might. Um, this is the track that plays through uh, some of the optional boss fights that you can encounter on the world map. I, I picked this just because I like I don't really associate it with any particular character or or moment in Shovel Knight like I do with some of the other tracks I've, I've selected. I just picked this because I just think it's a really good track, um, it, just in of itself. Um, I would put this in the same camp as the uh, as Strike the Earth in that it's great running music, uh, really motivational, really gets you pumped up. Um, and it just um, and yeah, I like I feel like that this is an instance where the title of the track is very fitting because it does feel like a character kind of putting all of their energy, all of their might into an encounter to overcome it. Um, it's just a really fun, energetic piece of music.
John, when we were talking in the the virtual green room that is our Gmail accounts, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you really wanted something Trooper King related yes. in there. I I selected Waltz of the Trooper King mm-hmm. um, just because that's the track I most associate with that character. But like beyond beyond just just this piece of music, what what do you love about Trooper King? What, what, why do you love Trooper King um, so much? It's it's just going to boil back down to what I've said about all the other pieces, isn't it? It's it's really funky. It's really it feels like I mean you're you're talking to a giant fish apple hybrid with all of these other little fish all sort of swimming around and dancing around and obviously they're all in the in the water and it feels like that it feels kind of fluid and uh and cool in that way um there's yeah there's not a huge amount that i find you know i've got very specific to say about it one of the things that i do really like about this is that um the triple king was was reused quite heavily uh, as in story beats for especially for the Plague Knight campaign, so they ended up remixing this track. And we, I don't think we're using the piece of music, but they turn it into a tango in the next game, which is basically the same piece of music with a little bit of remixing and uh, sort yeah. of a different um, a different time signature and a different beat behind it. So it's it's a very versatile piece. I mean, this version here is is relatively chilled out compared to how they change it mainly during the Plague Knight campaign and I'm sure we'll talk about that later as well. This is a track that I um I don't particularly listen to in isolation, but I like watching the dance yeah. that Triple King does um in 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 time with this music. And I just love the Triple King. Um I think the Triple King is adorable mm-hmm. in all his chubby glory. Um, I yeah, and and uh, if anyone who's played um, King of Cards, his uh, his contribution to King of Cards is particularly funny. Um, so yeah, check that out if you're a fan of Triple King. Um, so this is Waltz of the Triple King from Shovel Knight, Shovel of Hope.
we're getting um, towards the, the latter stages of the original campaign. The next track is The Fateful Return, which is a track that plays in one of the Enchantress's kind of lead-up levels. Um, there's like a few levels that lead up to uh, the final encounter with the Enchantress. And this is my favourite one um, of those tracks. It uh, kind of fuses in a few of the motifs that we've heard already in in this in this recording, and uh, it feels triumphant and final. It feels like someone marching down the you know the aisle towards the the final the final showdown. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> um, but um, um, uh, it's uh, yeah. I just I I like it. Kind of it 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 feels dramatic in a way that i like it's cheesy but shovel knight has kind of earned that level of of cheesiness and and grandiose so um yeah i love it for it yeah my my first piece of note about this is just things are ramping up with about six exclamation points and it's all capitals it's it feels a little bit like it's got um remixes of strike the earth built into it like it's definitely a shovel knight theme as much as it is anything else i mean i guess it's it's sort of semi an enchantress theme and maybe a little bit of black knight's theme seeing as i think he's the like the big boss fight at the end of this level but it's got it's got a lot of the fast pace to it it's got little little trills over the top of the music and it's a really really nice mixture of both feeling sort of very heroic and final but also like there's an apprehension to it of you know we're coming up towards the end but we're not quite there yet and we don't know what's ahead of us still so this is the fateful return from Shovel Knight, Shovel of Hope.
then we come to the final boss of the game. Um, so you first fight Enchantress on your own. You defeat you defeat uh, them, and then it's revealed that Enchantress was actually all along who had been possessed by this amulet. But then the amulet kind of manifests into this giant monstrosity all of its own. And then you and start to fight it. And so the, the this next track, The Betrayer, is what plays as you and take on the real final boss of the game. And I'm, I'm going to let John kind of talk about the actual music itself, um, because for me, like... The significance of this moment is is narrative. Yeah, this is this is like we've um, you know we've gone beyond the looking glass at this point. Like we've we've got notes of strike the earth built into it again. Like it's again a bit of a shovel knight theme, but it's also got this this aspect of two themes dueling back and forth against each other. It's like a sort of a dueling banjos going back and forth, sort of each one outdoing themselves, and it's such a such a a revelation at the end. I mean, the revelation of the Enchantress uh, probably isn't that wild. Like I think you could probably have seen it coming, but I didn't certainly didn't expect to actually get this sort of big boss fight at the end with with the two characters working together. That never felt like it was going to be something that was going to happen. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've said perfect so many times throughout this, and I'll probably continue to do so because we're only halfway through the track listing. But this this fits the two characters so well with the bits of the Shovel Knight theme, then with bits of this new theme that you haven't heard before. But it just slots together perfectly. And there's a bit that sounds like a guitar solo in the middle of it, which I like. <laughs>
it from our selections from the original campaign. We're now going to move on to the DLC. Now, I do want to note, um, the this show has ended up being weighted towards uh, the original campaign. Just to explain some of the reasoning behind that, a lot of the DLCs kind of... Uh, mainly feature remixes of tracks from the original campaign. There is some original tunes which we will be featuring, um, but I wanted to make sure that we were trying as much that we, and we are going to highlight some of the, the some of those remixes as well just to demonstrate how good those actually are um, but I wanted as much as possible to highlight some of the original pieces uh, within the DLC and it just the waiting just ended up in favor of the original game that's not in any way to uh, dismiss the soundtracks of the DLCs uh, they are also equally fantastic and worth seeking out um, so we're going to start off with Plague of Shadows, uh, which was released in 2015, a year after the original game. Um, this first track is The Alchemist's Haven, which uh, acts as the hub theme um, for uh, Plague of Shadows, uh, which plays on uh, a piece of music that we've heard already that plays during the uh, Explodatorium stage. John, why don't, mm. why don't you talk about how what you feel about this piece of music? Oh, I love this because this is... I mean, the Plague Knight bass in canonically is kind of underneath the village where Shovel Knight has his base in the main game. Plague Knight kind of takes a back entrance through it and destroys the destroys this house to get into sort of an underground lair right underneath the village. And there's bits where you first come through where you can actually see Shovel Knight moving through in the foreground and Plague Knight's kind of in the background behind some of the scenery. Um, and then you sort of you get into this this underground lair. The theme for it is it's a remix of the original Plague Knight theme, the Flowers of Antimony theme, with sort of bits of his boss music mixed in as well, which is fairly similar to Flowers of Antimony. It's it's kind of like a uh, sort of a, an overclocked version of that song. But then it also has. Uh, some little trills and little underlying themes from Mona's theme. And Mona is a character who's very um, at the forefront in the Plague Knight campaign. I mean, she's she's essentially Plague Knight's love interest throughout the, the course of that campaign. And she was in the original game, um, sort of setting up this little mini-game for Shovel Knight, where I think you, you hit bottles into the air or you do something. And this... this bass theme also mixes in some little trills from the theme tune that played during that little bottle game so I guess I mean I guess that's kind of becomes Mona's theme in this and the the other piece of music that we're going to talk about incorporates her music in as well so I think it's it's almost like sort of reminding you of this is four different things that you know all kind of mixed together and it works really, really well for it. So this is The Alchemist's Haven from Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows.
Um, John, you were mentioning about the the love story uh, between Plague Knight and Mona throughout this campaign, and I, I agree with you. I I think it's kind of the the heart and soul of this campaign. I have some problem. We we mentioned this in the DLC uh, DLC Canaan Rinse, which you should absolutely check out. By the way, yeah, I I had some problems with the gameplay. Um, uh, just because it felt like such a retread of the original campaign. But the actual core kind of love story between Plague Knight and, and Mona is like, you know, really stands out as, as something that, um, you know, something that I found memorable about this campaign. And so this next track um, and the, the, the one immediately after this kind of highlight the, the journey that Plague Knight goes through in this game. So this track, Waltz for One, um, which plays when Mona dances alone and uh, Plague Knight watches from a distance. Um, this is, I, I love this, I, I love this track um, as it's paired with the next one immediately follow, following, uh, following this because um, it kind of marks the journey that um, Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel Knight, Plague Knight is on uh, with Mona and his relationship with Mona in that. It's like this this track is a very kind of distant, far away joy. Like it's like, you know, peaking on the happiness that you could have and uh, packing uh, a happiness that you're not allowing yourself to have. Um, and then the next track is like the culmination of like happiness achieved, mm. which we'll get into in a bit. But yeah, I, I think this is a great piece of narrative, uh, you know, uh, narrative-free music. I mean, it's it's a perfect encapsulation of, of a waltz. It's sort of relaxing. But uh, as, as um, you know, the story sets up, it's also got sort of a melancholy and a, a sense of longing built into it as well. It's, it's something that I think when I played through the game, I got to this point and you come, it's, after you finish one of the levels, you come into your base, and normally the um, the sort of the lift thing goes down, but for some reason it doesn't, and you're stuck at the top of this lift watching Mona. And I genuinely thought it was a cutscene and expected it to stop at some point, but it will just let you sit there and watch for as long as you like, which is it's it's nice. It's kind of creepy at the same time. Just have Plague Knight sort of hiding in the shadows watching this woman dancing, but you know it it pays off nicely. So this is Waltz for One from Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows.
this is this is the one. This is the uh, waltz for two, essentially. I mean, I think this is this is like the credits music almost for for the Plague Night campaign. So this is after after everything's all said and done. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that uh, Plague Night sees Mona dancing in the in the cutscene or the the scene that was the previous track was set to, and then as the game progresses. Uh, he then meets the the Trupal King, and the Trupal King teaches Plague Knight to dance. So you've got you've got various themes that come through this, and they all kind of progress so that you've got the um, the original Trupal King is um, the Waltz of the Trupal King is kind of part of this. It also mixes in themes of uh, Mona's minigame music again, and then I think actually come to. Oh, yeah, come to think of it, the the music there's a, a track in this called the Tango of the Trupal King, which is the music that the Trupal King teaches Plague Knight to dance to. So if you mix the music from Mona's minigame with the Tango of the Trupal King, and then you slow that down and turn it into a waltz and make it a little bit more upbeat and put it in a major key, then it becomes the music for for this final note for Plague Knight and Mona to be dancing together. So it's got it's got strong sort of Trupal King themes to it. It's got Mona's theme tune behind it. It's got elements again of Plague Knight's music with the flowers of antimony, and then it's it sort of turns it into this waltz which the two of them dance to. Uh, at the end of the game and just like the previous section you can just sit there and listen to this you know for however long you want and watch the two of them dancing together and it's such a it's just a really really nice little way to to round the game off both visually and and musically so this is the final note from shovel knight plague of shadows
moving on to Spectre Knight's campaign, uh, Spectre of Torment. Um, so listening to the Spectre of Torment soundtrack, what struck me is that a lot of the remixes um, for the tracks from the original campaign here are, are, are like are amongst my favorite piece of, pieces of music in the game. Um, I didn't want to just kind of uh, feature remixes of tracks that we've already uh, listened to um, earlier um, earlier in this sound of play, um, but I picked out some 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 versions of tracks that I actually prefer to the um, to the rendition in the original campaign. So this first one is facing the task, which is a remix of an underlying problem, uh, which is Mole Knight's uh, original stage theme. I love this because it's kind of creepy, mm. um, if that makes sense. Mole Knight stage um, features a lot of like uh, very dangerous geometry, very kind of creep. Like there's like that giant green um, rhinoceros beetle at some point during that stage. Like there's some like really like creepy elements to it. Um, and like like dangerous feeling elements to it, and I feel like the the track in the original campaign evokes that, but I feel like this track actually evokes that more effectively. Like it it doubles down on the fact that this area is dangerous, um, and there's a feeling of kind of like it's still high energy, it's still very you know um, up tempo and all of that stuff, um, but it it it's threatening in a way that um, I don't expect. From a shovel knight uh, track, yeah, I think it's got more layers than the the original mole knight theme has, and it's it's almost got a downbeat minor key version of it, and that's something that the entirety of the uh, the Spectre of Torment campaign feels like. I mean, it's a darker, uh, more revenge driven, more sad, melancholy campaign than the original one. So lots of the um, lots of the stage themes they lose that feeling of. Uh, heroicness and uh, you know triumph that they had in the original uh, the original uh, pieces of music and they add this this sort of um apprehensive and and kind of uh sad uh, overtone to it instead so this this is just again perfect for what it's trying to do so this is facing the task from shovel knight specter of torment
The next remix track that I selected um, is In the Halls of the King, uh, which is a remix of In the Halls of the Usurper, which is King Knight's stage, uh, stage theme. I like this one because it's uh, unlike pretty much every other uh, Spectre Knight remix. This is more optimistic and mm. more happy and more joyful than the original track. Um, I think it speaks to the fact that this stage is in a better place at this point in the story. The the kind of gluttonous, uh, self-absorbed nature of King Knight hasn't fully taken taken its toll on the on the kingdom. Um, so it's just it feels like it's speaking to a a more happy, more optimistic time for this region of Shovel Knight's world. And it's it was a great piece of music in the original. I just find that if I want to listen to it again, it's this more optimistic version that I prefer to listen to. Yeah, I think this is, as you say, it's the one outlier to what I said in the previous uh, previous track about how the uh, themes in Spectre of Torment are more melancholic and more, more sort of in minor keys. Uh, yeah, this one is so much more regal and playful than the previous. So this is more like uh, where they went with the... Uh, King of Cards music that all has this this more kind of major upbeat theme to it. I think uh, canonically in the game, this plays uh, well. This is set after King Knight has taken over the keep from the original king. So I yeah. think it's I think it's supposed to be kind of triumphant because in this case the the order is it the order of no quarter yeah but yeah they are they are actually triumphant and they've achieved their goal in this stage. So it's it's more kind of Spectre Knight kind of goes through it. And then has a bit of a go at King Knight at the end for being sort of lazy and uh, job shy rather than, you know, you're actively going through a hostile stage. So this is In the Halls of the King from Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment. <laughs>
Lastly, um, on the Spectre of Torment front, I wanted to highlight some original music um, from that campaign. There's a particular motif that is associated with spe- uh, with the Spectre Knight um, that isn't um, isn't actually from his original stage theme um, that plays throughout um, this campaign. But I wanted to pick one uh, addition, you know, one uh, version of it, and this is my favourite. Um, Hitting close to home is the track that plays on uh, Spectre Knight's lead up to his uh, his or hers um, fight with uh, the Enchantress, and again, it does that thing that the the equivalent track in the original campaign does where it kind of fuses in different motifs from different parts of the game but in a way that that kind of more uh you know more ev- evokes the tone of this particular campaign this campaign is more tragic it's more dramatic and thus this 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 theme is not as triumphant it's not as heroic it's more sad and more melancholic while still retaining that shovel knight energy um i think it's a great piece and it's a great lead up to the end of this campaign yeah i feel exactly the same way uh it's it's not a remix of the um the tower approach theme that we've already played and i think it's it's very distinctively new music but it still has a bit of the you could still imagine that it has sort of the tone of the original along with sort of tones of the um, the Lichyard music and Spectre Knight's other theme tunes. So although it is completely original music, it still evokes some of the other pieces in a way that feels really familiar. And yeah, it again, less hopeful, less triumphant than than this point in the Shovel Knight campaign. And it, it just plays exactly into what you need it to. So this is Hitting Close to Home from Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment.
Moving on to Shovel Knight, King of Cards. Uh, this next track is one of my favourites from the TLCs. Um, this is Cruise Control, um, which is the piece of music that plays in what I, I didn't expect to be in this game. A giant airship that um, King Knight commands, uh, Final Fantasy style, um, as he's uh, as he's uh, traveling through through the the landscape. This is so majestic and beautiful. What 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 was so impressive to me? Because we've had like Plague uh, Plague Knight's campaign, Spectre Knight's campaign, which are like uh, you know they're quite dramatic shifts um, in tone. Um, for um, you know, from the original campaign, which is more heroic and more majestic, King Knight feels like a return to music more in the style of of the original. But what surprised me was it didn't feel derivative. It just like they, here's some new great music that's more in keeping with that more optimistic, more joyous tone, and it also kind of conveys like very like subtly admittedly but it kind of conveys some of the vacuousness of king knight uh king knight's motivations versus uh versus shovel knight's motivations but yeah it's just like as like the first moment i heard this i was like right i'm on board like this is this is great Uh, a couple of the previous tracks and this is also another bass theme so you're going to spend a significant amount of time in here over the course of the game so you know, it's it's really uh, you know a big onus for the uh, composer to make a theme that you're going to want to hear for potentially hours and hours over the course of your playthrough. Yeah, this is probably my favourite piece of music from the the whole certainly the whole of the King Knight DLC, possibly right up there, second or third to my favourites in the entire game, and it, not massively shocking considering that the Propeller Knight music was one of my favourites. This is also a big flying airship, so it has some of those same motifs of sort of soaring and looking down on the the earth from Mars above, and it's got an incredibly triumphant music to it again, which is just almost everything that King Knight does is sort of triumphant and pompous and brash. So, yeah, I love this for giving me sort of big propeller knight feels again, but also just as an introduction to this game because it's something that you'll come to fairly quickly the airship and then stay with uh, throughout it's just so damn good
one of the unique features of Shovel Knight King of Cards is this uh, mini game. I say mini game, it's actually kind of a big component of the game, but this game within a game um, called Joustus, which is very, very, if you've played Final Fantasy VIII, it's very, very similar to uh, Triple Triad um, in that game. Uh, with it's in in that like it uses a simple rule set but uses the cards themselves to add the complexity and add the depth um and uh, it's a fun it's a fun little game it's i i enjoyed playing it unlike unlike gwent um so um uh I felt like it was important to feature some music um, from uh, the Joustus sessions um, and uh, Magma Zerka in a mine from uh, the area of the game where you fight more uh, mine slash lava themed uh, uh, Joustus uh, matches. It, that's my favorite. And uh, I, I like how uh, it evokes the tension of a really intense game of chess or cards or what have you, but it has a much quieter, much more chill tone, which speaks to uh, a game of minds rather than a game of fists or a game of uh, smashing shovels into people's faces. Um, it's really like all of the Joustus music is a, like a real shift in kind of urgency from the rest of the shovel knight music and uh yeah there's some there's some great stuff in there but this just happens to be my favorite yeah this is it's an interesting thing with the justice because although there are multiple stages throughout this campaign where they are just buildings for you to talk to npcs and play justice they're not stages you know with any enemies really they're not sort of boss stages they don't have a a theme of anything else like that built into them but they're also they're not quite like your home base you know they're not like a safe room sort of area they are still areas where combat is taking place it's just combat in a different way so the the music that they've they've used for this it's more as you said it's more kind of mindful it's more um what's mm, it's sort of an in, intense sort of mental type of um uh, you know, fight rather than, uh, you know, rather than physical fighting. And I thought that this track, it's quite simple compared to a lot of the other tracks in that it doesn't have layers and layers and layers built into it. It's more, it's almost more of a theme tune, which is, I guess it's kind of the Joustus theme, but that's not to say that it has any, you know, it's, it's any sort of less atmospheric or any, any less, what was the word you used to describe it? Tense, I think, than than any of the other music. So, yeah, it's really cool. And Joustice is really cool as well. So this is Joustice Magma Zerka in a mine from Shovel Knight King of Cards. <laughs>
So um, the next piece is another original um, track from uh, King of Cards. And this is the Crosswise Crosswinds, which plays as you ascend the Birda Bluffs on the lead up to the boss fight with King Birda. I I just like how it feels like I'm going through an intent for an intense run through the mountains. Uh, it also is a, an effective piece of music for uh, conveying the birder enemies, the kind of chaotic bouncing energy balls that fly around and and hit you uh, in in the original campaign and and here. Uh, I think it's a really great piece of music and a, a original piece of stage mu- music that isn't riffing off of the, the stages from the original campaign. John, what, what did you think of this piece? Uh, yeah, I, f- I found this again to be very interesting in that uh, we mentioned previously the King Knight campaign has multiple stages that aren't aren't anything from the original game. So you have these Bird of Mountain stages, you have... Um, actual combat stages that are going through um the travel pond so you they if they haven't obviously remixed anything to go with this it's been written completely originally and it's written with um you know all of the king knight flourishes to it so it's it's got that incredibly um sort of triumphant music to it again that i listening to this i thought this wouldn't really work with any of the the other characters it has a completely different feel to it than how any of the the other three playable characters uh yeah how they're kind of the, their mindsets are and it's got this really nice mixture of going back and forth between uh, major and minor themes which it really evokes sort of king knight's um it, it kind of his pompousness and his um like his his sort of blustering nature of just bashing his way through things but also you know really mixes it with the danger and the tension of of a stage that has some really horrible enemies in it and culminates in a pretty difficult boss fight
So apart from the track that's going to play us out, that's pretty much it from me and John. Um, so I just want to thank you, John, mm. very much for joining me on this recording. Oh, my pleasure. I've wanted to talk more about Shovel Knight music for a very long time, so I'll take the opportunity. <laughs> and Me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, we could have done this show five years ago and done an entire set of tracks from the main game and still only covered a third to a half of what was even in there. So, yeah, it's it's kind of overdue, but also hopefully something that people will really enjoy listening to. Um, and I I could uh, much to the 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 uh, much to the editor's dismay, um, I could probably easily do do another hour of this, but uh, we had to call it call it at a certain point. Um, but uh, yeah, I I also want to thank you, the listeners, um, for 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 taking part. I want to thank Ryan mm. for editing this one um thank you very much no the, you know this was a special for a special uh, sound of play but on our usual sounds of play uh, we do uh take listener requests so please head over to canarince.com slash forum to send in your requests for future sounds of play so the last track that's going to play us out uh, is the reprise which plays over the credits of the original campaign for Shovel Knight Shovel of Hope. Um, I don't want to speak too long on this one. I, I'd like to like it to kind of speak for itself, as it were. But I think this is just a fantastic culmination of everything the game has achieved musically um, throughout throughout the original campaign. And I think it's the perfect piece of music to, to end this sound of play on. So this is the reprise from Shovel Knight, Shovel of Hope. <laughs> 